This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career. Welcome back to the crease. Today we're going to talk about the three and eight booking model slash suggestion. Now, this is something that uh, we kind of made up or invented as we started helping more and more young health professionals, particularly new grad physiotherapists for us, but you could certainly apply it to all health professionals. So what is three and eight? What it is, is after you do the initial consult with a new patient, we've gone into a pattern of booking the next two visits. And we generally book the next two visits, either say the initial was on Monday, we'll book it twice more for that week. So let's say Wednesday, Saturday, or Thursday, Saturday, or let's say the initial is Monday, you might book it for say Wednesday and Monday the next week. And all three and eight means is that doing that would create three appointments in eight days, which includes the initial consult. How we got to that was a whole lot of trial and error. And it's a real tricky balance between being patient-centered and being directive. And we found that if we took control of the start of the journey by booking the next two, it gave a certain amount of clarity, confidence, and rhythm for both the young physio and the patient. And the reason why we don't do more than that is a lot changes fast at the start of a journey, natural history, up and down, volatile condition. They can get much, much better. They can get much, much worse. So booking further than that doesn't seem to make sense. And we we would like to do further assessment, further treatment, and then reassess. And that's kind of what we frame when we do it as well. We say, you know, let's just book in these next two. We do some really good pre-framing around the cup analogy and the up and down squiggly line model that you might've seen, you know, we don't get better in a straight line, we get better up and down. So, you know, if you come in on Wednesday and you're feeling so much better, that's a really good thing. We've got that appointment. We'll actually progress you quicker. We can probably get you doing this exercise or this movement or this activity that you like to do sooner. You might be a little bit worse. That That's okay too. And We know that conditions can be up and down. That doesn't um, mean your prognosis or your outcomes are going to be worse. just means you've had a little bit of a flare-up and that's okay too. We can adjust our treatment or maybe we can continue doing what we're doing because pain isn't an indicator of damage. So we want to use all those nice analogies, those updated narratives, and we do that at the end of the first consult and block book the next two. Now, another reason why we've gone into this model and... I'm still challenging myself on this. Is this just a new grad thing? Is this just a start of the journey thing? A start of your career thing? Is quite often you do your initial and a new grad might see them in a week or 10 days. And they'd be really loose at the end of that. And a lot can happen in a week to 10 days, particularly if we take an acute back pain or a shoulder, sore shoulder example, as well as combining that with, you're not very confident yet as a therapist. Maybe you're not nailing your scripts You're not nailing that narrative in a way that is easy for the patient to understand. Maybe you're still a little bit nervous. All of that's okay. 
what having an appointment in two days does is you can go and speak to your mentor. You can adjust. It sets you up for that pre-framing of it could be better, it could be worse. And you can go into that consult with a bit more confidence. If it's seven to 10 days away, patient gets worse. They felt like you weren't that confident. They speak to someone, oh, I went and got ultrasound. I went and got a cortisone for mine. I took these meds. Now I'm booked into a specialist. So a lot of these things can happen when you're not really confident in your delivery in some of these updated narratives and you don't quite have that therapist alliance or trust yet. In saying that, the flip side to the coin is rebooking too soon, too much with the wrong narrative can create dependence. I, I definitely see that can happen. So we still do this model for a young therapist. It seems to build trust quicker. It seems to provide clarity and certainty. It seems to really reinforce those narratives, the up and down model that pain uh, does not equal damage, that you could be better, will progress you. You could be a little bit worse. That's okay. You're not, you're not in any danger. You're not damaged. And I, the slide that resonates with me is a slide I first saw in Adam Meekin's course of I think it's like patients forget 80% of what you say and they'll misinterpret 50%. So they're really only, you know, getting clear on five to 10% of your consult and remembering that. So if we're trying to update narratives, if we're trying to be less fearful of movement, don't want someone with an acute back pain to go and see a surgeon, get an MRI, we're speaking a new language, we're explaining some anatomy, if we're doing all of that, I really like to reinforce the message often, as well as those positive narratives often, as well as being able to assess up and down the chain a little more, knowing that I'm going to see them twice more and not having to fit all that into my initial. And it lets me reinforce those positive narratives. The other thought here is that we love, um, we have accent. So we're assessing uh, people's force and rate of force development, and we have a run assessment. It also allows us to layer that assessment approach bit by bit over the first two or three consults rather than, you know, trying to either pack it all in or leaving it a week and the patients become fearful again. They're not sure what's happening. So these are just some reasons that we found helpful. Layered assessment, update the narrative, reinforce the narrative, behavior change, check in on the ups and downs at the start. And that's that's what the three and eight model is. And what it does for us is we're seeing young health professionals maintain their list much better than before. And when we say maintain, they're not just, this is not from a profit standpoint or a we want you full standpoint, although it certainly helps those two. I'm, I'm not kidding myself when I say like helps those two. And if, I guess if you're a business owner, like I am too, that's a good thing. We can't stray away from that. However, what it actually helps with is that trust, compliance, layered assessment, reinforcement, behavior change, all of those good things. And what we've seen it stop is patients canceling after two visits or patients discharging early to go and see someone else or patients going to get over-medicalized and they see the GP because they weren't sure. They go and get that cortisone because they're not sure. And... I'm convinced if you have someone with an acute back pain or a muscle tear, if they're canceling after two visits, you've probably not got the outcome you've wanted for them. Particularly if you're a modern young health professional who wants to create a bit of a buffer, a bit more robustness, get them to some end stage exercises. You're probably not doing that in two sessions. Now, are there other ways to do this? 100%. 
you might have a really long initial. You might be blessed with like a 60 minute initial or a 90 minute initial, and it's not a rush to get all that in. And you can really check in on a lot of things. Um, you might uh, have the luxury of, you know, being able to call them a couple of times or just send them a text. That's okay too. Um, I just prefer, and I still prefer to see them twice at the start of the journey, get them off on the right foot, get them going. And then you start to space them out, give them that freedom, that dependence, and make sure they're not on a uh, reliant or dependent narrative. Now that is the flip side. Is this truly patient-centered to say, I need to see you twice more? Um, does it create fear in the sense of you might be saying all the right things, but hang on, I'm going back again. Or you might be saying all the right things, but that just feels good. And I saw that person twice in the first week. So maybe I want to keep seeing them twice a week. I back our team and, you know, anyone in contact with us to uh, be able to combat that. And I think the positives outweigh the negatives, but I'm open to feedback. This is just something we've made up. It's We found it successful. I'm not aware of any research that indicates booking frequency and outcomes and um, patient therapist alliance, but that is the three and eight model explained with some pros and some cons. I would love to hear your feedback. If you're listening to this, please uh, leave us a review, share this around, and I'll see you over on the Facebook group. Thank you, legends. This is the iMoveU podcast, getting you private practice ready. We give you fresh ideas on mindset, communication, and clinical skills so you can have a fulfilled career.